The key to success on the field and in your backyard is a comprehensive game plan. So if you're building a fence or a deck this year, trust a Terkstra coach to design, quote, or order the right materials for your project. Visit a Terkstra Lumber near you to learn more. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. Hello and welcome to the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker. I am joined every week throughout the Ticats season with Coach O as we talk through and, and analyze the, the games past and games to come. Coach O Show is presented by Turkster Lumber. If you're thinking of tackling a project in your home, talk to a project coach at Turkster Lumber. They can help with everything from ordering a new front door to designing a new deck or fence. Do-it-yourself does not mean do-it-alone. Visit TurkstraLumber.com to learn more. Coach, it's great to see you, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Just plugging away. You know, had a rundown and watched some film, and uh, now we'll move on to Calgary. Very good. Uh, traveled home yesterday after the trip out west, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, obviously not the start that you hoped for, but the reality of the CFL is – Toronto had a first for at a week one bye, and uh, you are lined up right there with first place in the East uh, after a loss, same as Toronto and uh, excuse me, same as Ottawa and Montreal. Is that part of part of the message today? Uh, it, it really wasn't Luke. And uh, you know, that's just because, you know, we're, we're focused on ourselves right now. There's no, uh, no, nobody made the playoffs. Nobody was eliminated. Uh, very proud of our guys and the effort that they put forward. You know, we got bit a little bit uh, by the injuries and, just weren't good enough in one phase of, of the football game. But uh, I'll tell you what, when you turn the tape on and you review it, uh, the goal is always to win. It's not about moral victories, but you do got to take and celebrate some things from within because there was a lot of good things uh, that did happen on the football field. Yeah, I, I agree. Can, would you mind sharing what, what are the, some, what were some of the team victories, do you think, in that uh, Saturday night uh, game? Well, I thought we were extremely physical. I thought we played hard. I thought uh, despite the lopsidedness maybe of the score at the end of the game, uh, I thought that uh, we made a game of it. You know, it was a two-point game with uh, both around seven minutes to go and also with three minutes to go. And so, you know, I thought we battled through a lot of adversity and we showed some great character. Again, it's not about moral victories, but those are some of the things internally that we can hang our hat on. And we thought we had the right, the right men in the room. And I think we do. Uh, again, the goal is to win, not uh, win morally, but uh, this, unfortunately, every week there's a winner and a loser and uh, definitely disappointed and, and whatnot, but uh, we won't be defined by that. You talk about maybe some, some, a particular weakness in a fa in one phase of the game. Are some of the fixes, they jump out at you is some are some of the things just so obvious that almost it might be encouraging or 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 you know i remember some games after a loss and you know if you're not really searching hard for a win it's maybe maybe you obviously know that it wasn't your best play in, in at least one category sometimes that was encouraging because you know that, that it's an easy fix is there a little bit of that for you guys yeah well i mean we, we know we're weird deficient we need to we need to protect the quarterback better you know we got to be we got to be better there in general. And, you know, it's, it's just tough sledding sometimes when, yeah, you know, you, you got to try to win two of the three phases and uh, you know, obviously in this league, you got to score points and, and we didn't do that early. You know, we put ourselves in a position to win a football game. And, you know, I thought, and so, yeah, we, we don't, we always address the elephant in the room. You've been in a room with, with us, Larry Luke, and we don't, we don't brush anything under the rug. 
but at the same time, nobody was out there trying to mess up. Everybody was giving it their all. And do we need to execute better? hundred percent. And, and we're working towards that uh, starting today. Is it encouraging to you? There was a, a sort of a, a lot of struggles offensively, at least in that first half. And then as things started to open up for both teams in the second half, I mean, the, the 70 yard touchdown pass from Dave Dane to Stephen Dunbar jr. Sort of, sort of changed the energy of the game is that sort of big time play at a moment where there was a real lull uh, in offensive production. Is that encouraging to you with, uh, from Dane or, or with Dunbar jr. There is. And you know, I think the credit needs to be shared. I thought we were able to flip the field by punting the football, even when we, you know, we didn't, you know, produce long, long standing drives. And I think the defense kept us in the football game and I thought they did an outstanding job to where, that was a meaningful play is where I'm going with this, Luke. That was a meaningful play that uh, really gave gave our football team life and, you know, put a little bit of pressure on Saskatchewan. And, you know, to their credit, they responded with the next drive. Uh, obviously, in those situations, we'd like to come up with a two or a four and out at that point and uh, punt the ball and see where we're at. But, you know, again, it's a credit to the whole team to make that a meaningful touchdown. If the game was out of reach, it would just be a touchdown. So uh, definitely, definitely encouraged. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the the punt, the punt unit, um, an, an alarming amount of punts from both sides. Your return unit uh, and your punt team certainly got to work out that night. What, what can you say about the uh, maybe the newest addition to the Ticat roster and a young punter? Well, I thought he did a phenomenal job. There's a couple, you know, he would want back, but he got a lot of opportunity, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately and fortunately. But uh, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> he hung the ball up and, you know, I found our guys and you saw the game, found our guys waiting around the halo. And that's a credit to him. And I thought the placement was outstanding, uh, you know, virtually all night, even the ones that he didn't hit his best. So, you know, I think that and then obviously punting is part of it, but you got to cover them. Right. The other guys on the team, other team get paid, too, and they're trying to break big returns. But I thought that's what I mean by a collective effort to really uh, magnify the Stephen Dunbar touchdown from Dane Evans. It's a collective thing where that was really meaningful. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. He had quite the workout in uh, Larea and uh, well placed outside the numbers on multiple uh, multiple uh, kicks of his and. It's something when a punter runs, chases his own kick down and then uh, draws a 15 yard flag for, for what was a real hard block, albeit in the back, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. You don't want, you can't coach your guys to be uh, uh, blocking like that, but for a punter to be running down, I don't know. There's something, there's something good to be found out of that. I thought, and and just his, uh, just his enthusiasm, although, although maybe a little bit overzealous to, to get involved in that play, but uh, good to see that unit sort of operating on all, all cylinders. That's a, that's a, that is a, it's one of the special teams units, maybe of, of, of most of all that can affect the outcome in a game. And that's the punt unit. So um, mm-hmm. quite the workout there uh, for those guys. Uh, Coach Owen one starting the, my first season in 2013, we were Owen two and then, and, and we're at, we're one and four after that. Mm-hmm. 2014 0 and 3 2015 0 and 1 16 we did win the first one 2017 you were you fortunately were on vacation there 0 and 8 <laughs> 2018 0 and 1 2019 we went 3 and 0 that was a particularly special year and then last year you guys started off 0 and 2 uh, there's something about it that's two out of the last eight seasons call it two out of the last nine now that 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 the Ticats have been able to win their first game 
And those two seasons, 2016 and 2019, happened to be Eastern Division starts. One was at home in 2019, and in Toronto in 2016, we were able to get a victory to start the year off. I don't know. I don't have a great, I'm not asking you a question. I'm just, yeah. I don't have a great why to it, but you have, but part of that Western trip to start the season. Yes. It's, it falls very much so in what we would define as an uncontrollable factor. We don't need to, we don't need to gripe about CFL scheduling on the coach O show with Luke Tasker, but it's hard to go out there to start, to start a season off. Is that historical lens of the last decade of tie cat football? Is that something that you share with a lot of these younger guys? I mean, it has been done many times over, not only in the CFL, but here at Tim Hortons field to start off with a loss. It's sort of just been part of the story for the last decade. Well, I'll say each year is different Luke and, and how you motivate your team or how you speak to your team. And I think last year, definitely, you know, I did show some previous records because as much as people thought the 2021 team was just, you know, a turn the page from 2019, we were extremely different and a lot of new bodies. And so if it was exactly the same, maybe the messaging may have been different, but because there were so many new faces, I thought it was imperative to know that we had been here before and that this wasn't a big deal. As long as we don't make it a big deal. Um, this definitely, we don't, we don't take the game expecting any of that, but unfortunately, like I said, it doesn't matter what, what the sport is, uh, there's always a winner and a loser. And, you know, it's just how you define the loss. Are you learning from it or is it, um, you know, something that really weighs you down and is heavy? So, you know, I don't know if that would be the messaging this year. Um, I feel like we've got a great group. We have some great foundational pieces, but uh, it never hurts to study history. Yep, absolutely. Coach, this uh, Saturday, home at Tim Hortons Field with Calgary coming to town. The night before that, of course, you are, you'll be honored to go into the CFL Hall of Fame uh, as a player, of course. Firstly, congratulations, Coach. What are your, what are, where are your thoughts and emotions uh, with your Hall of Fame induction? Uh, well, thank you, first of all. And, and second, you know, I don't – it's hard to put into words because, you know, as, as people know, it's like you don't get into it for a team sport for individual accolades. And I'll speak for myself. It's just – it's just interesting because you can't do it without anybody else. Like it's just not – it's not that kind of – it's not that kind of game. And so I really look at it as an opportunity to really recognize everybody who supported me and all my teammates and coaches – uh, that believed in me and gave me opportunity. And, you know, I was, you know, blessed to stay relatively healthy and made a few plays, you know, over the years. And so definitely humbled and honored. I know those are often the words that are used, but I think whoever came up with it, you know, absolutely understood. And so I, I don't really echo anything different that it's definitely an honor and I'm humbled and I'm definitely thankful. M made a few plays and won a few championships as well. Um, which, which, uh, which hopefully, of course, will not be your last. Coach is going in with Marv Levy, Nick Lewis, uh, Will Johnson, Doug Mitchell, Mike Walker, Don Wilson, Bob Hooper, Bernie Pascal. Uh, that notable name there for me is Marv Levy. I it's a real interesting world of football here that my my head coach and my dad's head coach will be going into the CFL Hall of Fame and together in the same uh, <laughs> we're the same induction class. Uh, you know, with with COVID, there's been a delay, but really, really cool. And I'm I'm going to be 
it's going to be an exciting time for me to see you and Marv Levy together. Uh, just, just, uh, uh, what, a Marv is in his nineties and by all accounts, sharp is attack. I mean, the guy is, uh, is highly, highly intellectual and a, and an incredible conversationalist. And I'm not sure if his health is going to allow him to travel up to Canada, which is unfortunate, but, uh, but he was an outstanding coach in the way that, uh, in the way that he allowed his players to form their own identity of a team. And, uh, you have many times, in fact, every time you're, you're asked about something of a locker room culture, your answer is pretty much, that's not my, that's not my realm. And, and I always admired your, uh, Marv Levy-ishness in, in, uh, letting the players, uh, uh, own the locker room and uh you know really really happy for you coach and uh excited for the friday night celebrations and then of course for the home opener in tim horton's field this saturday night uh where the ticats will be hosting the calgary stampeders coach best of luck with this last uh the second half of this uh day before uh the week begins with a day one practice tomorrow tuesday mm-hmm. on the field um Long season, excited to see the the progress and the changes made and to see the, uh, the victories to come. Awesome. Thanks, Luke. I appreciate it. Another episode of the Coach O Show with Luke Tasker is in the books. Let us know your thoughts. Email us at gamedayatiecats.ca. Coach O and Luke are back next week to discuss the latest from the locker room. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.